Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Game Talk Radio. I'm Greg. I'm Jen. This is episode 30. 30. Mm-hmm. Man, we've been, we've been really putting these out there. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I don't, I don't know. Understand. I did this weird like, thing. He did this thing. punching motion. I was like, put it that. in there. Um, this podcast comes to you with a kitty cat rubbing yeah. her face on my laptop. We are still attempting to do this without... Uh, locking the cats in another room. So we'll see how that works. So if you hear meows, that's why. Yeah, exactly. So getting right into it, we starting non-game related stuff, we went and saw the new Spider-Man movie on Thursday night. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. So this is the first Spider-Man movie made by Marvel Studios. So mm-hmm. this isn't... Uh, this isn't... Um, this like, isn't your Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't another Sony Spider-Man where they basically just take a lot of liberties with what they do and then don't really care if the story's accurate. Uh, not that I didn't like the other Spider-Man movies. I thought they were very decent, acceptable films. But I was very excited for this one because this is the first one that's done by Marvel Studios, which has done pretty much everything has been great that they've done with, I think, the exception of Iron Man 2 and 3. But a lot of people still like those, so that might just be me not liking them. Well, and we already saw Tom Holland in as Spider-Man mm-hmm. in Cap- the, the latest Captain America movie. Yeah, which, man, how do I say this without sounding like a weirdo? But, <laughs> like, it was magical for me. Like, okay, so Spider-Man is... Wait, what was magical? In Captain America or Homecoming? Seeing Spider-Man in Captain America. Okay. Like, like seeing his debut, that, mm-hmm. that version, their version of Spider-Man. This cute little... Well, not, I mean, he's he's an attractive guy. I mean... <laughs> Yes. I don't. I'm just going to stop like talking. He's 16, Jen. He's 21. You, you're gross. He's 21. Well, Peter Parker is 16. But 15. I mean. He's 15 even. He's not even 16. So Spider-Man. I mean, he's, I think he was very well cast. And his his character, the way he plays the character, I think is very, what I would have expected yeah. you know for somebody being 15 and being overly excitable it wasn't like a 45 year old Tobey Maguire trying to be an 18 year old high hey school he student. was 30 <laughs> he was 30 now not to get uh go off on a tangent already but really I never I wasn't I read comic books when I was a kid but I wasn't really a comic book person so I didn't ever read Marvel comic books or anything. So for me, Spider-Man was what I saw on the screen or very briefly cartoons or, or anything like that. But my longest lasting memory was Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. And once I saw some of the things in Spider-Man Homecoming, I was very confused. <laughs> sure. Well, and, and let me say right away, we're going to do our best not to put any spoilers in here. But if you don't want to hear anything about the movie, then I suggest fast forwarding like 10 to 15 minutes just to see where we're at. But we're not planning on spoiling anything. We're not no. going to talk about ending. We're not going to talk about villains and no, stuff. No, no, no. But, but just so that people don't stop listening just because they think there might be spoilers. So we, we are very aware. And as somebody who hates spoilers, I would oh, not I do that, that to another human being. But anyway, go ahead, Jen, with what you're saying. Well, the main thing that I couldn't, I had a hard time getting over was when you watch Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, when he's bitten by the spider, he actually, he takes on the characteristics of a spider with the the weird crawling ability and the super strength and spidey sense and everything. But then there was the web that he shot out of right. his like wrists, I guess it was. It was very strange where it came from. Yes. I'm not really sure. And then I saw Tom Holland. He had like this contraption on his wrist that thwip, thwip, thwip. And I was very confused because I, I actually turned to Greg and I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I remember I really liked um, that first Spider-Man movie with uh, with Tobey Maguire. I liked it. But I remember thinking that part was really stupid. I did not like that they had an organic web shooter that like it was a part of him. But as a power i mean and you explained it to me that that's how it, you know he's scientist yada 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 he made the web fluid and everything like that yada 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 but for me from my perspective i think it makes more sense that he would organically or biologically if he's taking on all these other attributes 
of a spider, why he wouldn't be able to produce his own web fluid. Yeah, it it makes sense. Um, Like what you're saying, if it had been like that from the beginning. But since from the beginning he used web cartridges, sure. like for the people that have been diehard fans forever, it made a lot more sense to be back to web cartridges. And what I liked about web cartridges was always that was that essentially became a weakness of his eventually because he had, uh, he did not have unlimited use of his spider webs. Mm -hmm. So he'd be going somewhere and all of a sudden he'd be flying and he'd be like, Oh, I'm almost out of web cartridges. I can't, I can't keep fighting this guy if I don't have web cartridges. And so it became a weakness of his, which I like Um, in the Tobey Maguire movies, as much as I like Sam Raimi as a director and a writer and stuff, he, when he, he was pigeonholed because he didn't understand how to make a superhero weak. So what mm. he would do is he'd make the superhero just lose all of his powers. Oh, sure. And and, and when that happened in Spider-Man, I was like, this is really stupid. Like, oh, because he just all of a sudden like, oh, he can't climb up the wall anymore. Oh, and he slides down and falls <laughs> down. Like, like that always really bothered me in those movies. Uh, so to see like the web cartridges thing, I really like that because that that's still, you know, like like if he doesn't have it, he's a weaker character. And if he runs out of it, like say a prolonged battle, it makes him he's on a time limit a little bit with his it, you know it's almost like it's almost like tony stark originally having like an energy level where he couldn't just go forever mm-hmm. you know and i thought that was really cool i don't know like for me i just think if they went as far as to give him all these powers biologically of being a spider also biologically you know required for spiderdom is to be able mm-hmm. to have that and because to me, it's just kind of like, what's preventing someone like Captain America to just grab one of those cartridges and thwip, thwip, thwip all over the place? I mean, he's got the power. Right. Technically, Spider-Man would be stronger, and Spider-Man would have a heightened sense of agility, and then it is the spider sense. So there are things there. So coming from the... Okay, let me... Because let me back up. This is what I was going to say before you came in, was Spider-Man is my second favorite like comic book hero of all time only behind like Wolverine and the X-Men. Like mm-hmm. I kind of wrap the X-Men together, but really Wolverine is my favorite. And so Spider-Man is my second favorite. The first comic book I ever bought in my entire life was a Spider-Man comic. So what got me hooked on, on comics was Spider-Man. You know, the first comic book I ever bought. What? Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, guess, not the same. Not, not the same type of comic <laughs> book. Still a comic all the same. Uh, so I have like, I have a real special place like for Spider-Man. Oh, you know what? I take it back. I'm so sorry. It was Garfield. Oh, okay. Wasn't like Kathy, the office lady or whatever. You know, Kathy, at a t- at the time in my life, I, uh, I Kathy was way over my head. Because mm, okay. she was, you know, an, a, a woman who worked in an office. And I could not. Couldn't relate at that time. Could not relate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Monday. So, I was. I was uh, I was very excited for this Spider-Man movie because it, not just because it was Spider-Man, which I always get excited for Spider-Man movies, but <laughs> being a Marvel Spider-Man movie, I was very very excited. And seeing him in Captain America three like was really like magical for me. It was just really like I had like the sense of like I don't even know how to say it. Like I was taken back to being a kid again, and it was just so cool to me. And and he was done in my opinion perfect. I loved the character. I really did. I liked how. I liked the direction that Tom Holland went to make him a a teenager. I mean, really, that's that's what he is. And his mannerisms, the things he says, how he acts, how he re- reacts, how he interacts. A lot of mm-hmm. acts in here. Yeah. With people who he admires, I thought was very realistic. There's a, there's a certain naivete and yes. innocence there that he did a good job of portraying which i'm okay with as long as that doesn't carry into like three more spider-man movies like that was always... like he's got to grow up sometimes right exactly like i feel like the next movie he should essentially be grown up even if it's only a year or two later like it should be to the point now where he's not so like he always is gonna be witty and funny peter parker was always like a sm- had a smart mouth you know and was always making um quips as he thwipped but he you know, I it, there was definitely a point where he grew into more mature themes, and he was like an adult. Well, so. and I mean, I don't think I'm spoiling it for anybody when you know you talk about the fact that Peter Parker experiences a lot of loss. Yeah, which also kind of forces you to grow up as well. Right, and and this and this isn't a spoiler. So this movie completely skips over the origin story. Mm-hmm. It just assumes that you know Spider-Man's history. 
But when you think about it, it makes sense, though. Like, not that they skipped the origin story, but the fact that they didn't cover the origin story because the time that Tony Stark goes and recruits him, Uncle Ben's already died. Right, right. But I do agree they should have done... Yeah, and I can't say I can't say what I want to say without spoiling things, so I won't say it. But I wish they had done some things differently. So all I'll say about what I felt about the movie then, and I'll let Jen kind of go over what she thought. What I thought overall about the movie is that it was very good. It was just very consistent start to finish. But what I never had was I never had one of those wow, magical, amazing feelings while mm-hmm. watching it. Like like when I saw Captain America 3, I could rewatch the fight scene in the airport with Spider-Man and all those guys again. Sure. And I could watch the end scene between Bucky, Iron Man, and Cap fighting again. I could watch that too. Um, I could watch all that multiple times. In this movie, I didn't really feel like there was a scene that I would go back and watch again because the scene was that cool. It was just a steady, good movie throughout, but there wasn't like one scene that I remember being particularly memorable. Mm-hmm. The And then... Again, not a spoiler. There's a fight scene that happens uh, in the evening in this movie, and it did kind of what I hate in current action yeah. movies, where the action moves really, really fast, and you can't see anything. It's it was like it was like Transformers type stuff, and you're trying to like, wait, what just happened? And it's just really fast whipping at the screen, and I hate that stuff. I want to see what happens, and that's why I always like the Marvel movies. They were much better at like showing you exactly what's happening. Like when a guy gets kicked, you see him get kicked. It's mm-hmm. not. Uh, you know, it's not one guy spins around and the camera shifts and then, the, then his legs out and then the other guy, the camera shifts and he's flying backwards. Like it's not four or five cuts. Right. You get one cut to, you know, see the actual full complete move. So. I noticed some of that in the Captain America movie. Yeah. Yeah. Captain America ones two and three were a little worse for that too than some of the other ones. So is there anything more that, you'd like to that's, say? That was, I just, that was my kind of wrap up of the Spider-Man movie was that it was very good and consistent all the way through. Loved it. Um, definitely want to watch it again, but nothing like made the hair on my arm stand up from like being so amazing feeling. I would agree with what you said. At first I was like, we don't need to see Uncle Ben die one more time. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought that they could have brought that into the forefront a little bit more about his struggle with the need for what's the word I'm looking for? Guidance. Mm -hmm. He needed to be able to go back and think about what Uncle Ben had taught him and what he kind of showed him what it meant to be a person that had great power. Even even before being Spider-Man. Yes, exactly. His Uncle Ben teaching him how to be a man and stuff like that and teaching him how how to be a better person. Right. There is a certain point and I talked to you about when, when that was, but there was the perfect opportunity towards the end of the movie where that could have happened and have a sort of flashback where, you know, it feels kind of hopeless. You feel like you can't get out and you got to think about what your uncle Ben taught. Even if, even if they had never mentioned him in the entire movie, if they would have brought in that at Mm -hmm. that moment, I think it would have made that a better movie overall yeah i i think and again this isn't a spoiler i don't i don't feel i i think that they swapped out an uncle ben like father figure for somebody for tony stark i mean like that's not a spoiler i mean like like you know iron man's in this movie well like how he i mean he's the one that kind of recruited him and anyway so if you've seen civil war civil war is the third one right i can never remember okay If you've seen Civil War, you know that he's the one that kind of brings him in to the Avengers circle. Right. And and so that was my only complaint is it really my only real gripe about the movie was that they they could have had some Uncle Ben stuff and some classic Spider-Man kind mm-hmm. of lore. And they chose to go a different route where he's basically being brought up into the world by being mentored by Iron Man. And, and I don't want, he doesn't seem like the mentor kind of guy. No, and he's not. And and they do poke fun at that in the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that but I really liked right. it. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. It's really really good. I thought it was cast exceptionally well. Very well. I mean, Michael Keaton's awesome. Michael Keaton is amazing in it. Marissa Tomei, I wish would have seen more of her character. Um she's kind of in the background as Aunt May. Uh, John Favreau, is that how you say that? Yep. I can never remember. Happy. Either. He, he as happy, loved his character. Um, but again, don't really see much of these minor characters, which is a little disappointing. And then also, who I think stole a lot of scenes was uh, 
his Spider-Man, Peter Parker's friend, Ned. Yep. And when you see him, you will know what we're talking <laughs> about. I think he stole a lot of scenes. Um, very good timing and very good reaction from him. Uh, yeah. So and, was, and and this one had a different feel because it was like a high school. It was feel. kind of like a PG Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. It, it 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 had a high school feel, but it wasn't too sappy. It wasn't bogged down with love story. Like it was. It wasn't. What's it was happening good. to my body? No. Yeah. None, yeah of none of this weird. Like you know trying to associate like becoming like being a mutant or being a superhero whose powers are unlocking with hitting like puberty as a child like mm-hmm. none of that stuff really there was a joke actually made about that in the, but nothing like that it was it was well done though i highly recommend it yep i liked it it's worth seeing yeah so go see it now one other thing worth seeing and worth buying jen yeah we didn't get to talk about it because it uh the news broke we didn't do a podcast last week and the news broke the day after we did the podcast the week before last i know so nintendo officially revealed the super nintendo classic the snes classic it's so cute so aka the super nintendo mini it's adorable it's just like the nes classic where it, it pretty much fits in the palm of your hand it looks just like a super nintendo you know the classic gray with the purple buttons and the ports in the front so it's got a lot of nostalgia 90s nostalgia kind of kicks right in your face yeah full-size controllers let's hope that these controller cords are longer they've already confirmed that the controller length is five feet each (laughs) so still not amazing but better better than two 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 feet feet. i think they were for now one thing that's interesting if you look at the front of the super nintendo mini there's no controller ports because it does use the same controllers that the NES Mini uses, the classic controller. Okay. There's a little trap door that actually pulls down in the front, and oh. then you plug your controllers into that. I didn't. I had see to actually that. look for that because I was looking at it, going where the controller port is, and then I saw a picture where it was like popped open, so you could see. Well, it. there, there's like the little, they're engraved in there, so obviously those aren't workable ports. Right. In the yeah. Front. It would have been cool if you could use regular Super Nintendo controllers, it but been you cool. can't. Um. Now. I don't know how they're planning on doing this, but if those of you remember us talking about when the Nintendo Classic Edition came out, I couldn't get one. It was, uh, how do you say, a A cluster (laughs) is what it was. Because I was camping on Amazon and it wasn't available, wasn't available, and then it was available, and then the mobile app just... It, it went down. available at like four in the morning, I think Dom said or something like that because he caught it. It was really some really weird time. No, I thought it was like 4 p.m. Was it 4 p.m.? Remember? Oh, I don't remember. Well, in any case, I was I was able to get one uh, on launch day uh, through my contacts through GameStop, which was nice. But yeah, it was tough to get and many people wanted it and most people that wanted it didn't get it. Right. Uh, so what Nintendo's already said is that they're launching uh, considerably more of this unit than they did the NES Classic, but they're also saying that it will be discontinued after about three months. So it's oh, wow. it's going to run just like the NES Classic, where it's going to go for a few months and be done. So we uh, we kind of knew that they'd probably do that because who knows? Maybe they'll make an N sixty four mini for next year. I think that'd be really cute. Now uh, <laughs> it does come with twenty one games. It does. It it comes with twenty one games and two controllers, which mm-hmm. is different from the NES Classic because they sold oh, separate yeah. controllers and the separate controllers for the NES Classic because they apparently made one controller for every ten NES Classics. Which is a stupid which idea. Which is just stupid. So those controllers can still fetch fifty to a hundred dollars for what was Dang. at one time a ten dollar controller. So this one comes with two controllers, but it's seventy nine ninety nine as opposed to retail of fifty nine ninety nine for the NES Classic. Mm-hmm. So you're getting nine less games, one extra controller, twenty extra bucks. So it comes with games like Super Mario World. Yeah, let's run down the whole list. Okay, Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, The Legend of Zelda: A I mean, Link to the Past. That's triple A, triple A. One of the best games. Triple A. I mean, all those games you've said so far are just amazing. Uh, what is that? F Zero. Yep, F-Zero. it's hard to see the it's a, art. It's a good game. I don't say it's AAA, but it's pretty solid. Super Metroid. Amazing. That's that's top ten games for me of all time. Uh, Street Fighter Two. Eh, I mean, I'm not a Street Fighter guy really, but it's cool that it's on there. Super Punch Out. Awesome game. Castlevania Four. Uh, I hate it, but most people like it. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong Country. It's a classic. You got to put. I played on there. that at my cousin's house. Mega Man Ten. Yeah, Mega Man X actually. Oh wow! I know. Excuse it's a very, me. It's a very important distinction. I'm sorry to correct you on that, but it's Mega Man X because it wasn't the tenth one. After Mega Man X and X Two, they released Mega Man Seven. 
Kirby Superstar. Eight games in one. Kirby Superstar is fun. It's like a bunch of mini games built into the Q- uh, Kirby universe. Uh, Final Fantasy 3. Excellent. One of the best Final Fantasies made, ever made. Kirby's Dream Course. That's the only game that sticks out to me as completely <laughs> out of place. You already had a Kirby game. So if you're going to put another Kirby game, why don't you put Dreamland 3, which is like an, the best Kirby game ever. I don't know. But instead they make Chir- Kirby's Dream Course, which is essentially a golfing game. <laughs> Star Fox. Good game. Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Very good addition. Super Mario RPG, Legend um, of the Seven Stars. Amazing game. Contra 3. Another good one. Secret of Mana. Another great one. Earthbound. Amazing game. That's currently $200 to get a cartridge. So. <laughs> Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Another good one. And for the first time ever, mm-hmm. play the never-before-released Star Fox 2. That one completely blindsided me. It was the only thing I saw on this list that made absolutely zero sense. So a little it never back- was released. Yeah, a little well, a little background on it. So the game was completely finished, one hundred percent, and at the time it was about to come out, the sixty four and PS one were already out. So they looked at their three D technology compared to that. And they said that th- basically they felt Star Fox 2 looked very bad compared to that. And they didn't want to release it basically based on that reason. So this was a completely finished game that they just never released. Just yeah. said forget it. Uh, now, around the internet for the last bunch of years, there's been a 97% complete version of the game floating around. Hmm. Like someone who had a build of it must have found like a prototype cartridge or something. And they were able to get the game in a playable like form. Like a ROM or something? Yeah, yeah. So they, they, they uploaded it. They had a ROM that was fully playable. But it was 97% and the multiplayer didn't work. Huh. It always froze every time you tried to play it. So it was just like a really good, basically a way to play a game that never came out. This one is apparently the 100% complete version they're going to put on I here. I would hope so. Never, never before <laughs> released. I, I think it's very cool that they put that on there. I don't know who was working at Nintendo that thought that would be a good idea. Because I, I hate to say it, but Star Fox isn't that big of a franchise. So I could see where like it took someone at Nintendo being, hey, here's a, way, here's a time to make a really cool moment for well, this device. Like something to yes. really make it sellable. That's, that's what I think makes it attractive to collectors or to people who are big Super Nintendo fans or really big Star Fox fans. I remember my cousin playing Star Fox and it was all very confusing to me because, you know, isn't that where you've got Star Fox or like all the other guys and they're like talking, their mouths are just moving at a, some pace and the text is scrolling. Yeah, like they're talking to you while you're doing your, your flying missions. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and the frog's name is Slippy. And I was very, 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 very bad at those games. <laughs> so I never played it. Did Star Fox come out on any other system? Uh, well, it was a Nintendo property, so okay. it was only on this. They did a Super Nintendo version, then they did an N sixty four Star Fox. Okay. Then they have done like GameCube iterations and Wii and Wii U versions. Because so. I was so my, my well, cousin Wii, had a my cousin had a Sega because I remember playing Sonic at his house. So he must have at some point got gotten a Super Nintendo. What system is Mario Paint on? Is that Super, Super Nintendo? Super Nintendo. Yeah. So yeah, he had a Super Nintendo. Okay. And I remember trying to play that game and being horribly bad at it. Uh, Star Fox. Star Fox. Okay. Now I was going to say, if you're bad at Mario Paint. You can't be bad at Mario <laughs> Paint. <laughs> I mean, you can, but The music creation was Yeah, Star Fox was fun. I never had a Super Nintendo growing up. I got a Super Nintendo much later. I was a Genesis kid. But some of the games I played were Secret of Mana, Contra 3, those are great ones. Obviously, Super Mario World. I mean, some of these are just amazing. A it's link Earthbound is to amazing. the past. Link to the past. Arguably one of the best Zelda games ever made. One of made. the best. Uh, so most notably, though, like if I could have swapped something, I would have swapped out like I would have taken out Kirby's Dream Course. Just get it right out of there. <laughs> it's, it's not even that. It's whatever. But I would have thrown in Chrono Trigger. Mm. Chrono Trigger, I think, is the one RPG missing on this list. Or what they could have done is uh, they could have put a Fire Emblem game on there, which we never got for the Super Nintendo here. And in fact, the Japanese Super Nintendo, the fam- the Super Famicom Mini, is getting a Fire Emblem game. So it would have been cool to maybe get something extra that we never had here stateside that we've only played in ROMs. But overall, I think this list is fantastic. I think it is great. I, I think they could have added nine more games, though, to make it 30 <laughs> games and still had it be fantastic. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what other games... What other game? Like, what game I think? I mean, 
obviously I'm a big fan of Mario Paint, so I would have been like, oh, Mario Paint. Mario Paint would have been cool if it didn't need the mouse accessory, you know? Oh, uh, that's let's, true. Let's I see here. Oh, I'm thinking, and I, I'm coming up blank. See, I would have said uh, Turtles in Time. Oh. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Time was definitely, I feel, I was a miss. I remember my brother playing that game. <laughs> because Turtles wasn't Turtles on the NES Classic, I'm pretty sure. Isn't the one from I, don't, there? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so you got that. I think they could have put all three Donkey Kong countries on there if they'd wanted to. Uh, man, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. That'd have been cool to get on there. Never even heard of that one. Um, Pilot Wings is a surprise miss that's not on the list because Pilot Wings is a Nintendo game too. So that's one of those weird ones that you thought would have come over or would have for sure been on there. Um, Yeah, I guess that's kind of all I could think of that were like must-haves. I don't know. There was an itchy and scratchy game on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> uh, so the only other notable thing I think with the mini is that Star Fox 2 is not playable right off the bat. They Apparently, one of the guys they interviewed after they announced it said something like they wanted it to be unlockable but not too hard. So apparently you have to play the hmm. first level of Star Fox 1 okay. to unlock Star Fox 2. It's totally I guess stupid to I, me. I don't know why they would choose to do that, but, I mean, if that's what they want to do, I guess that's fine. Kind of makes no sense, but... Oh, you know what game I'm really glad that they didn't put on here? Um, I remember once we wanted to play something, so we went to, like, a Hollywood video or similar, like, Blockbuster or something and rented a Super Nintendo game. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was either, I think it was Mario's Time Machine. Oh, yeah. Those were not good. That was the, hands down, the worst video game i think i've ever <laughs> i ever remember playing and just being so bored. it was either that one or mario was missing one of the two it was meant to be like an educational game and it just wasn't well done it yeah. was made not by nintendo it was made by a different development i think it was company. made by the learning company it's called or well, i don't know something that's like i think their logo is like a little carriage or something can't think of the name of the company software tool works that's what it is yeah there it is software it's terrible <laughs> so i recommend not playing that it's either that one or it's mario is missing it it's one of those two where you're just like what in the world am i playing <laughs> i actually i think mario is missing is made by the same company so i wouldn't be surprised if i if it was one of those two but anyway but thankfully it's not on there so thankfully it's not on there but that comes out or it's available, I should say, September 29th. And let's say available in air quotes because, mm. I mean, let's get real. The first shipment's going to get bought up very quickly. A lot yeah. of people are going to buy it trying to resell it. Um, nobody's opened pre-orders on it yet, which tells me they may not do pre-orders. They might <sighs> just they might just want people to line up, <sighs> which is so annoying. Mm -hmm. uh, which is funny because that's one of the comments someone made. We uh, We sent out our wedding invites. And then we decided to put a picture of it on Reddit. Yes. And one of the people said, because our RSVP card says, please RSVP by September 30th. Yes. And someone was like, isn't that the same day that the Super Nintendo Mini comes out? And I was like, <laughs> but at first I was thinking, well, no, the wedding's in October. You just have to RSVP by September. Yes. But so he was close. It was a day off. So. Well, why would that have mattered? Well, if, if the wedding was that day, it had been like, oh, aren't you going to be waiting in line somewhere to get the SNES Classic instead of getting married? That was kind of like the, like for people who are Nintendo fans like we are, it would have been like bad timing on our part oh, to sure. miss like one of the coolest things ever. Um, well, I wouldn't say it's one of the coolest things ever, but. I think the Super Nintendo, I, I like it. I, I'm not going to buy it to play it. Here's my exact thought with the NES Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic. It, In my opinion, it's not something you buy to play, or I should say that's not why I'm buying it. I buy it because I think it's a neat collectible that Nintendo's making, and it's it shows an interesting thought process from Nintendo. They're they're building a box with a bunch of their classic games on it, and they're selling it in retail packaging. I like that. Mm -hmm. It's a cool collectible to me, and it's obviously the first one. The NES Classic's hard to find, so the Super Nintendo Classic might push the price of the NES Classic even higher because if people buy the Super Nintendo and they want the NES one, it's going to just push That's it in the true. stratosphere. Collectors-wise, the Super Nintendo one will never be as rare because it's not they're going to make way more. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Nintendo's thinking ahead. I just hope that they think ahead far enough to make enough. But overall, it's cool. But it's, I, cool. it's not it's not a device that's very 
convenient to play. And no, I, it would be for somebody who doesn't want, who wants to relive some nostalgia, but doesn't want to invest in buying the system and all the games. Because, I mean, when you, you can't buy a brand new Super Nintendo unless you bought, like, what are they, Retrons? Is that what they're called? Correct, yeah. You can't buy a brand new one. So you're taking a gamble that the system that you buy is is in good condition and that will work and won't short out or do the blinky thing. But that's really mostly the NES classic. But um, it, most people just don't want that expense. So they'll spend 70 bucks, get two controllers, relive their nostalgia by playing two, you know, 20 different games. And call it a day. And some people are very content with that. Yeah, there's a... And and I also wonder how long it's going to take the modders to bust this one open like they did the (laughs) Nintendo Classic. Because they had the Nintendo playing all Nintendo games after not too long. And the Super Nintendo one, I would like to think that Nintendo's going to try to stop it again somehow. Not sure how. I'm going to guess that these guys are going to figure it out. Because... Wasn't it Nintendo that said that they would pay people for finding loop or... um back doors into their code was that nintendo who was that yeah i think that was the 3ds though wasn't it oh, the 3DS. i think you're right uh but last when they did this with the nes classic the reason it worked was because in the back nintendo tried to be cheap and what they did was they made the charge <laughs> they made the power the power cord essentially was like a micro us mini oh, usb cable no. and that went to a power cord that went in so there's essentially a <laughs> usb cable in the back like like someone Derp. wasn't going to figure that out, right? <laughs> but they might change the power in this one and make Maybe. it not a traditional might be cord. a corded system. So we'll have to see. But there's, so, you know, people will buy it and then they'll mod it if they can, get all Super Nintendo games on it. But I actually, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before, but this is something I've come to realize as somebody who loves modding a system. I love soft modding and having all my games like digitally on a system, even though I obviously owning a game store, I'm not a fan of piracy. Right. You know, I like, I have a massive collection as you can see around the room here, Jen. Well, I can, yes. So, but there's something to be said about having all those games at your fingertips. It, it's almost like Netflix sometimes when you can't choose a show to watch. Yeah. It's almost like you can't pick a game to play because mm-hmm. you have so many options. And then say you're playing a game and maybe you die and you get irritated with it. You instantly shut it off and go to another game. Because you have so many options, why would you play a game that's making you mad when you could just play another game? It kind of kills about, it for you. Yeah, we have talked about we this, i pretty about sure. that because I, I had the same realization as well where when you have so many games to play, if you get frustrated, you know, if that's the only game... Because I think we talked about it with when you rent games. You rent games and that's the game you have for that weekend. So if you yes, get mad right. w- about it, mad at it, get frustrated... Well, you keep playing because that's the only game you have. Yeah, you didn't you didn't care because like it was just a new game and it was whatever you had. But to do now it. it it's it's like how so many things are disposable now. Oh, right. your vacuum doesn't work. We'll buy a new vacuum. It, yeah, it's cheaper to buy a new vacuum than to have it fixed or something. The only thing I refuse to buy a new one of is I have my mom's old sewing machine. Yeah, and that thing. There's a guy in. Well, he was in Green Bay, but I think he moved to De Pere, his store. Yeah, he's next to the wine cellar, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's like A1 vacuum and right. something. So apparently other. you can still make a living fixing vacuums yeah. and sewing machines. But that's what I mean. Like before, when you know things were made and built to last, before we started heavily using plastics and making things durable to a certain extent, as opposed to the old way of doing it. Like, have you ever... Um, vacuumed with a kirby vacuum cleaner no those things are massive they're like a cadillac they're made of all metal parts they've got lifetime warranties they're hundreds of maybe even up to like a thousand dollars okay and they cost a buttload yes because and they still sell them door to door surprisingly i've talked to a few kirby salesmen the people there don't typically like their job well i can't speak for that but they make this to last and it's so this guy clearly does make a living from fixing vacuum cleaners and and doing like tune-ups on sewing machines like i had him do good (laughs) hey that's awesome though to know that something like that's still worth doing well and he he was like yeah they don't make these and like this anymore because my sewing machine well i should say my mom's old sewing machine is all metal parts 
very, very little plastic. And it was from the 70s. It's not even that old. It's from the 70s. And it's a it's a boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's heavy because yeah. it's like solid. I think they're usually cast iron or enameled cast iron. So, Jen, you know what else they don't build to last anymore? What's that? Apparently, contracts for music <laughs> in certain video games. <laughs> nice segue. Yes. Well, okay, I guess I'll introduce... I gave you the head nods. You can do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, as you know, Fallout 4 has been out for quite some time. But apparently, Don or the singer Dion DeMucci... Which I didn't heard the name, but I know the song. I heard the I heard the name Dion. He he goes, uh, uh, what do they call it? A mononym, where you only go by your first name or you go by one name. He, uh, he as an artist, I believe, just went by Dion. But he is most famous for his songs from the early nineteen sixties, like The Wanderer. Right. I go around, 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 we- and run around. Sue yep. is another one of his. But uh, apparently he is suing Fallout's publisher, Zenimax, for using his 1961 hit, The Wanderer, in their advertisements. Which was everywhere. 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 Without verifying that he approved of the content. Now, what he's saying is that the... Uh, Let me just read this. The artist contends that Zenimax didn't bother honoring contract terms that let him refuse the use of his song in the promos, which he finds morally indefensible. (laughs) He's not objecting to the game itself, rather that it's the ads that glorify the protagonist's use of violence as sport instead of focusing on the struggle for survival. So he's saying, well, you know, in my contract, I should have seen these advertisements and I would have been like, blow it out your smokestack because that's not mm-hmm. what I want my song used for. Yeah. So when I first heard this, I was right ready to to jump on that guy uh, until you said that last line. So he was OK because it was obviously sold to him as a survival game. Mm-hmm. And it was a survival game that that that's that's what he thought you were doing. You were surviving. You were a wanderer or whatever. And in the trailer, it is showing him a little more, like, a little more violent where he has to, like, you know, I mean, it's it's actually not a very violent trailer. Like, if you watch it, uh, he's just kind of walking around, and then it shows some, like, explosions in the background, and then it shows, like, him with his dog. So it doesn't show anything ridiculous, but apparently he was under the impression that the game was more of uh, this character. Oops, had a bit of a technical difficulty there. But... Basically, what I was trying to say was the trailer's not that violent, and it looks like there's another thing kind of causing them to have an issue, and it has to do with them also saying they had royalty rights or something that he could buy into and get get paid royalties on the game instead of something else, and they're claiming that he was never given that option. Right, and I think, you know, if his contract says one thing or another, there's going to be people who are going to look into it and see what happens. I... I don't know. It just seems like it took a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't I don't know why of all times now it would come up. Maybe it's because he found out how well the game sold. You know? I mean, yeah. maybe they look at that stuff and they say, hey, I was never given. I was supposed to get royalty rights then. Uh-huh. You know? I would hope that's not the case. But, you know, we'll see. I, I, I don't know. It's not really a big deal. It's not like they can take the song out of the ads. The ads have been playing for years, so it's not anything that'll be gone. No. It's just kind of a weird situation. I always thought that was weird that so many years after someone will call up and be like, hey, you know, it's obviously he got compensated for having the song and them using it. So, Well, and that song is used so much. It's a very, very popular song. Yeah, he has no problem. He clearly has no problem licensing that song out. <laughs> But anyway, that's, you know, there's surprisingly not a lot of, like, juicy news tidbits this week. No, but no. I've got one. Yeah? <laughs> I, don't know how to, I don't know how to lead into this. But there was an article that came out in, I think this is the New York Times. And it talks about why some men don't work as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. And the study goes on to say that the reason why men well here let me read this paragraph because this is pretty funny by 2015 
American men 31 to 55 were working about 163 fewer hours a year than that same age group did in 2000. Now, why, you might ask? <laughs> why don't young men want to work? What, what could possibly be the cause of young men not wanting to work? I mean, this is the New York Times, right? They probably had real scientists doing a real study on this, right? Uh, yes, I think so. It actually was the University of Chicago published a graduation speech given by one Mr. Hurst, uh, an economist, and actually the paper, uh, you know, working paper released on Monday by the National Bureau of Economic Research, and it is authored by Eric Hurst, Mark Aguirre, Mark Bills, and Kerwin, that's a great name, Kerwin, Charles, and they argue that video games explain why or help explain why younger men are working fewer hours <laughs> uh, so but it says that between 2004 and 2015 young men's leisure time grew by 2.3 hours a week a majority of that increase 60 percent of their free time was spent playing video games <laughs> yeah so okay so the new york times running this article they're basically saying that some researcher has has done a study and his findings are that younger men aged 21 to 30 have increased the amount of time they play playing a video games um by what is this like 1.4 hours a day or something like that i don't i don't know i can't this study is garbage it's a uh, so, it's on average per week per week okay so they're playing an extra hour of video games per week and then what they're also looking at is that same exact age group is working around f almost 40 hours a week or 40 hours a year less which ends up being almost a full work week mm -hmm. if you look at the average 40 hour work week so they looked at these two things they said hey this age group has risen their video game playing and the amount of time they work has gone down. Uh-huh. So <laughs> video <they're>, games <laughs> derp 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 video games cause men to work less. It's like <laughs> This is this is the most asinine thing I've ever read. And this is this is offensive to me on well, some levels. It's just it's interesting when you were talking about that. If anybody's a Seinfeld fan, there's an episode where they have the yada 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 where it it is they're talking about something completely unrelated and then yada 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 and then something right. else so, so it's oh men are men are working less or playing more video games yada 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 video games are the problem <laughs> but what they're saying is that the quality of video games has has grown significantly because you know in the 90s you had mario brothers okay yes and I, then i actually very much want to talk about this line though like that stood out very much okay in the 1990s games like mario brothers were little more than 8-bit virtual toys today you and your closest buddies can go on quests and games like world of warcraft that can last for days what what quest lasts for days what okay i can't <laughs> use bad language what idiot how dare you? <laughs> what idiot? If you don't know anything about things, don't talk about it. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. So what? What? you cannot go on a quest in World of Warcraft <laughs> that can last for days. What the hell are they talking about? I don't know. Maybe they're talking quest chains. My, I... my mouth is just open in shock and awe at how stupid this is. This is so infuriating to me. So they're, they're arguing that in the 90s, Games like Mario Brothers were little more than 8-bit virtual toys. Are you telling me you don't think we sat in front of the NES for 8 hours to 10 hours a day well, as kids? here's the thing. We totally did. Here's, the th here's what's happening. You can blame the economy for something like this. I have to cut your hours, Joe. Sorry. Well, what am I going to do now with my, you know, I had to leave at 2 instead of 5. I guess I'll go home and play Fallout. <laughs> well, right. Why isn't, the, why isn't the headline of this article... Video game playing on the rise because men have less hours of work. Yeah, I mean that's really it's what the it exact, is. It's exa I mean that's also false because you don't know that that's the cause of the game rising. These are just two like correlated facts that aren't necessarily like it's correlation, not causation. Yeah, and I don't know how. And now that's okay. Okay, if I read this on you know 
gamerdude420.com, I'm going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to be like, okay, you know, but this is the New York Times. Well, I, I, you know, I really miss the times when video games were just ours and they weren't anyone else's. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was for us. The mainstream media didn't care. They stayed away from it. They didn't do stupid crap. And they didn't have to listen to people talk about this. It was bad enough in the 90s when we got drugged through the whole games like Doom and Mortal Kombat. Oh, they're violent and they inspire violent behavior. Yeah, are causing kids to shoot schools and stuff. I mean, oh, my head hurts so bad just thinking about how ignorant this is. It's not necessarily the reason. Like, it's not, oh, guys are playing more video games, so obviously they're working less. It's, uh... well, it's, 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 it's trying to say that because they're playing video games, they're working, they're working less. less. But I don't think, I don't think you can make that kind of leap. Look at, look at their own information. Their own information says they're playing an average of 1.4 more hours a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, that's not, that, that number doesn't even match up to their number that they're saying is lost to working in a week. It just well, doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, I, I don't know how you, how you make that jump unless the guy who did the study just said these were interesting things we saw and then someone else took, took that information that. and took the leap. Like, but either way, like New York, the New York Times headline is why some men don't work. Video games have gotten really good. Yeah. So I thought also, that was kind of a really crappy headline, but it was meant to be a click type, you know, like not clickbait, but Something to grab your attention. No, you're right. But here's the other thing, too. It was trying not to offend anybody. <laughs> it was clearly they didn't want to, like, catch the, the the you know, the ire of gamers. Like, they didn't want they didn't want to get just blasted and have all their articles downvoted. And, you know what I mean? Like, well, they didn't want the internet can... coming after them. So they tried to say, like, well, the reason you guys are working on this is because the games are so good. Like, they're trying to so be. Nobody oh. can say that. I mean, can, I, can we say that video games have gotten more technically savvy and more realistic sure but then there's games like minecraft which is all based on blocks yeah so it's not just a buttload billions it's i think really what this is is that fewer and fewer companies are hiring younger people or young men in this instance so they have to find something else to do with their leisure time so, okay, they're playing video games. Maybe some, maybe just as many of them are reading more books. So you're going to say young men aren't working as many hours because the books are really, really good. You can't right. say that. So I made a mistake at looking at the comments on this article. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can make it the same thing about them, you know, taking up uh, any sort of hobby. Any sort of hobby, if you have the free time and you enjoy it, that's what you're going to spend your time on, your extra time. But it's not going to be, you're not going to call into work because you want to play World of Warcraft. It's just, the average person doesn't do that. They don't say, sorry, bruh, I'm playing Persona 5. I can't come into work. No. <laughs> yep. So, so here's a couple of the comments. The top one on all is uh, very interesting. I know a number of parents who feel that one of the big reasons that girls so outperform boys academically in high school is the addiction of so many boys, oh. far more than girls, to video games. Blah, what? Blah, blah. What? <laughs> just okay. So apparently, so this is this this dude's living twenty years ago when it was just guys playing video well, games. Well, but not here's girls. the thing: what you're gonna find when you read the comments of this is that. These are people who are anti-video games. I don't understand how people can be anti-video game because you can consider anything that you play on your phone, on a handheld, on a tablet, on the TV is considered a video game. Candy Crush is a video game. It's just one that you play on your phone. Mm -hmm. So don't give me this, I don't play video games or video games watch your brain. It's like, okay, well, if you play Candy Crush... It's, you're yeah, still a playing video. a video game. That's a video game. I mean, I would almost argue if you go to the casino and sit on a slot machine, you're playing a video game. Yes. I would. I would. I, I could make. I could. I could intelligently argue that point. But I mean, what you're going to find when you read these is that there are still just as many people that are anti-video game mm-hmm. because they think that it's 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 not even anti-video game. It's ignorant. To video games mm-hmm. like i'm not saying that these people all need to play and the video games are great and there aren't p- 
people that are addicted to them and that they're army. Like, yes, of course. But like, okay, this next one I'm going to read. And this will be the last one I read because I can't take any more of this. <laughs> but this is what this person said. I was waiting to be seen at an agency I won't name this past week. A wonderful waste of many hours. I don't know why they said that. And I was seated next to this very grown man. Had to be 28-ish. Scruffy with an unshaven face. Pot belly and clothes that looked oh, like they hadn't Jesus. seen the laundry in a while. He was deeply engrossed in Mario Kart on some Game Boy device. The princess was his character. <laughs> I admit I was immediately judgy and reviled by him. A grown man playing Mario Kart in the middle of a work week? Could he not have brought a book to read instead? <laughs> a Kindle even. Read up on the state of the cosmos perhaps? What? Learn about coral reefs? Anything but using precious hours on something so vapid that won't further himself, his knowledge, or humanity. I found it so sad and could not fathom that he could be married or seeing oh, someone what? that so many women are single these days would much rather go it alone than be stuck with a man child that refuses to grow oh up. God. Somebody wrote this. Ah, and it's actually like good punctuation and spelling. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is an intellectual person. Now, I will be the first to admit. How can an intellectual person be so dumb? There's a difference between being smart, being knowledgeable, being intelligent. I mean, people are savants at so many different things. Like, you can be really smart about one thing and really dumb about something else. I mean, a lot of this, like you said, is 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 ignorance and not understanding. Now, I will be the first person to say that I think that there is a video game for everyone no matter what if you're anti-video game I would game, agree with that there's a video game for every person very, on this planet very artistic games yes. that, that someone might find interesting you like, can find ones that are beautiful they aren't even action games they're narrative exactly now will I say I don't carry around handheld gaming device like a Game Boy or a PSP or a Switch I do have my phone but very rarely do I use it outside of work because I just I'm like I have a laptop why do I do this now, when I carry a purse, I usually have either a crossword puzzle book or a book in my bag. So if I'm stuck standing in line waiting to vote or at the dealership getting my oil changed in my car, I'm usually doing something. But why? what makes me a better person if I'm reading a book about George Washington or playing Candy Crush. They're mm -hmm. just time wasters. It's forms of entertainment. It's all different it, types. That's what I was actually before you went on that. I was going to say that. Like I was going to say, is there really a difference between reading a book and playing a game? To me, I don't see it. Now, I understand that when you read a book, there there is a certain like intelligence that goes along with that. And there is a certain mm -hmm. vocabulary increase that you get by reading more books. So I, I'm not I'm not saying there's not a benefit to reading books, but most people that read books aren't reading books to increase their vocabulary. No, but they're, they're and reading <laughs> books like to be told a story. There's just as many terrible books out there that bring you absolutely nothing. <laughs> right, that do not grow your vocabulary. Efficiency is great, which I refuse to read or even handle because that's just gross. Now, shades of Greg. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there is just as many, like, why is it that you can only find, you know, like most trashy romance novels at the airport or when you're on vacation or at the gas station? Because people, some people don't read to gain knowledge. People just read to read. Right. They just so, read to be told a story. They want to be engrossed in a world. And yes. what, what the hell is the difference in There's, that or playing video games? Now, I will admit that, you know, some games like Candy Crush don't really have any sort of intellectual aspect to it. But there's like the word-based ones. There's words with friends. There's ones where you build words out of, uh, you build smaller words out of bigger words kind of thing. And those are meant to be intellectually stimulating. Mm -hmm. But just because I choose to spend my time waiting in a waiting room, playing Candy Crush or I pull out Dune and start reading it, that doesn't make me better. It just is something I want to do with my time. Mm -hmm. And what, how dare somebody judge me for what I choose to do with my free time? It's, it's, it's frustrating to me because I also feel like playing video games, a lot of these games people play are free. So when you don't have a lot of money and you mm -hmm. have extra free time because you don't have a lot of money, maybe you're working part-time or you don't have a full-time job 
you're going to play games because they're free. And you can get a lot of enjoyment out of some of these free games. Now, you can go to the library and get books for free. Yes, you can. But, I mean, I think it just opens up a whole host of of really incorrect assumptions about people who play video games. People who play video games are not dumb uneducated people right and, and i'm not and and, and I, i've seen this in my store and i understand and there are a lot of people that are antisocial who play video games but again is that they're becoming antisocial because they play games or do they play games because they were antisocial it's, it's playing games yeah. is a way not to have to interact with people mm-hmm. or to be able to interact with people online well like when we you were know? in japan when you go on the on any of the train services or anything like that people are engrossed in something it it can be books it can be their phone it can be a held handheld game japan is one of the hugest consumers of handheld video games yep because you're not supposed to talk on the train yeah it's like big no-no like like it is silent on the local trains it is it's silent yeah especially during rush hour because normally if people if it's early in the morning, people are tired and they've, they're coming off of a commute. They've been on the train for an hour already. Like my friend Rika, she commutes an hour and a half, or she did at her old job. She's now in a new position, but she commuted for an hour and a half yep. every day. So then if it's early in the morning, people are tired. They don't want to be disturbed, so they want it quiet. If it's at the end of the day, sometimes a lot of people are sleeping. Yep. Because they're like, I just worked a bunch and I'm tired, so I'm going to sleep. And there was that drunk guy. Remember? And there was that drunk guy that had that <laughs> giant bottle of wine. It was like rosé too. He kept like he was he was falling asleep. So he had, like, his head, head would lean back, and yeah. as soon as his head would lean back, he'd like snap awake, and then go back. <laughs> and then we saw a guy like a couple days later that looked like the exact same guy. I swear that was him. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that. I am. I am 100%. Well, I'm 99% sure that was the same yeah, guy. I think he was wearing the same jacket. It just felt like the same guy. But but I, yeah, I, I just, it's so frustrating to me because it's like, what year is it? You know, like we're what still, year is we're, it? we're still fighting. We're still fighting this guys are pimply faced nerds who live in their mom's basement and can't talk to girls because they like video games. Like we're still dealing with that. Like I thought we, I thought we blew out of that, you know. I mean, I look at myself, you know. I, I'm, I'm 36. I'm a business owner now, albeit a video game store business owner, but I'm a business owner. I'm a responsible adult. We're getting married. We own a house. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. And I'm not saying that there aren't people who play games that are antisocial and that, you know, like, um, like, like, like this last one. Well, there's I, just there's just as many people who don't use video games as an escape. Video games are just a means to an escape. You can say the same thing about books. You can say the same thing about travel. It's a way to escape in the way that you want to escape. Right. And I don't think that it's fair for video games to get this kind of rap. And I think we're both in agreement. And I think the majority of our listeners, I mean, let's face it, they're listening to a video game podcast. So they obviously have a little bit of they like video games sort of mentality. Mm-hmm. So I think that our listeners would agree with that too, that video games shouldn't have this kind of bad rap. There, There's just as many all engrossing, almost as engrossing as a book. And there's just as much reading. Yeah. Well, let me, <laughs> let me, let me, and then let me just say this. So this article had 209 comments over the last couple of days. So how is it any different playing a game to to relax and ha- enjoy your time that is reading articles on new york times and then making comments about them. <laughs> like you know what i mean like this person's on the internet leaving comments on news articles okay so that is somehow better than playing video games oh it's just oh, i don't know i mean me. you you can watch television to escape you know some people like the bachelor i think it's dumb do i care if people i know watch the bachelor no. Who cares? Because you know what? If you want to watch The Bachelor, more power to you. Well, it's the same thing, though. You're right. People will sit there and criticize video games and talk about how stupid they are and they're rotting your kids' brains. And they'll sit down and plop in front of the TV for mm-hmm. four hours. Yeah. What in the hell is the difference? There There's isn't. There's no difference. At least a video game's interactive. Yeah. It's sometimes a test of skill mm-hmm. or it's sometimes like it's got a good story that you get to be a part of. Yes. It's That's why the medium's always been so interesting. It's like a time waster like TV, but you're... Imagine like TV if you got to... like If you got to... 
pick what all the characters were saying on the TV show. Right. And you got to choose how Rachel and Ross got together or broke up. Or you get to choose <laughs> how te- if Ted's, you know, spoiler, if Ted's wife dies. And then he goes after Robin at the end of How I Met Your Mother, which is really awful. Whoa, wow. You been, didn't give on. too much of a spoiler alert like there. Five years. Come on. But Sorry if I spoiled How I Met Your Mother for you. It's an amazing show, but that ending was just pathetic. Do not watch the last no, episode. No, no, no. That's bad advice. That's bad advice. You have to watch the last episode, then go online and find the the alternate ending and Which watch that and actual. just pretend that that was the actual ending. <laughs> oh, I should have sent that link to your brother. I totally forgot. Oh, yeah, you should Anyway. But anywho, so that's the podcast. I think what we'll do, um, our game picks. You didn't, you didn't think your game, but I'm going to think of one right now. Oh, crap. So the, I'm sticking with the NES theme. I like going retro when I, when I do these. So the, my game recommendation of the week is a little known Capcom title called Legendary Wings. So Legendary Ooh. Wings is what you, what nowadays you would define as a shmup, which is short for shoot 'em up. You're typically in a You're shmup. Joking? No, it's called shmups. Oh, now, normally yeah. a shmup, you would be either going vertical in the screen, or you'd be going horizontal, and you move up and down and left and right, and you just shoot waves and waves of enemies that come at you. Well, Legendary Wings uh, did both, so it starts off as a vertical shooter, and you're you you play as like these guys with like angel wings or whatever. You're like imagine Contra if you had wings, I guess, and you were in a shmup and you, you fly up towards the screen, you shoot a bunch of stuff. And then when you get to the next level, it turns into like a side scrolling portion. And then you have to do a side scrolling shooter, which is, so they basically took the two genres of shmups and they kind of mash them together. It is a very, very difficult game. <laughs> very, very difficult. Um, I remember like me, the last time me and my older brother, Jeremiah played it, we got very far and we had a ton of lives banked up and we got to one and we lost all of our lives on one stage. We just could not get through it. And it, it, it's, we kept alternating who was dying. It was just awful. But anyway, Legendary Wings for the NES. Great two-player game. Check it out. Very hard. Mine's probably going to be a game that a lot of people know, but it's for the PlayStation 2. Okay. Katamari Damacy. Yeah, okay. It's fun. Essentially, you are the uh, one of the princes of the cosmos and you have what's called a katamari which is the japanese word for ball which is to backpedal a little bit your father the king of all cosmos was a schmuck and (laughs) got rid of or disappeared with all the stars in the sky and came to the earth as general debris so what you need to do as the prince of all cosmos is go around the world and roll up stuff to make stars to fill the the sky with stars again. And you start out as a very teeny tiny katamari rolling up things like thumbtacks and then you end up towards the end of the game um, there are different levels with different missions and you are rolling up entire islands, clouds, mm-hmm. trees. That was a game that I remember playing, and it was really fun. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, why in the hell did they bring this over here? Like, that's one of those <laughs> Japanese games you, I love never, it. you never thought they would have brought over. Because I don't know who it, I think Namco it's did Namco. that. Namco. And yeah. I think, yeah, so Namco, who at Namco was like, well, I think we could sell this stateside. I mean, I whoever they it. were, they were right. Because mm-hmm. obviously it picked up a lot of steam, but yes. it, it's always been funny to me that that game took off the way it did. It also has great music. Yes, it does. And it's fun. It's challenging. You do have some challenges which are harder than others. There's one where you have to make, uh, I believe it's Gemini, the constellation Gemini, and you have to roll up twins. Like oh. pairs of things. So the left shoe and the right shoe or the... Um, this girl and her twin sister or these two balloons that are brother and sister. <laughs> like, it's very fun. It's very Japanese. The music, as I said before, is great. And I enjoy it. All right. It's probably... I like it more than I like the sequel, which was, I believe, on PlayStation 3, which was called We Love Katamari. Well, there was... Um, we Love Katamari was the sequel on PS2, but then there was, oh, was Beautiful it? Katamari... Oh, I don't think I've played Beautiful Katamari then. Yeah, there's there's a there's a bunch of and they're kind of hidden. Like they're not the most easily accessible to find games. I've but. only seen those three now that you mentioned it, but I didn't really enjoy We Love Katamari because I don't know. There was something about it I just didn't like. Hmm. 
uh, the challenges were still fun. The storyline was a little lacking, I think. Mm. All right. Yeah. So my pick of the week, Legendary Wings for the NES. Jen's pick of the week, Katamari Damacy for the PS2. Yes. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Game Trade Greg. That's Greg with two Gs at the end. I'm at Game Talk Jen with one N at the end. And as always, we'd love to hear questions and stuff. Uh, if you want to message us on Facebook, you can message the store too. Uh, and you can message me there with any questions you might have or hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to answer questions as part of the show as well. Yes. Um, without me having to go out and beg people for questions. Please ask us uh, a question. But anyway, as always, we uh, really, really, really appreciate you listening. And we hope everybody had a safe and great Independence Day. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.